welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. And you guys, this episode, I don't know why it's taken us this long to record, but I have, if you follow me on Instagram, one of my besties, Camille Walker, on today, um, which is so funny that we're recording over Zoom. Like, we totally should have just, like, oh, that would have been fun to do it together. I know. Oh, well, maybe next Next time time we'll do that. We'll do it again. Yeah. So if you don't know, this is Camille. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself because I could probably go off and gush on you for like an hour and that would be the <laughs> whole show, but that would be <laughs> annoying. So you can give a little spiel about who you are. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for having me, Jesse. It's, you know, it's funny. We, Jesse launched her podcast before I did. It's something we had talked about back and forth forever and ever. And she pulled the trigger and was like, I'm just going to do it. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm just going to go for it. And I think it's so fun to have friendships and women who can encourage each other to go for the thing, even when it doesn't feel perfect or just right. And I'm really grateful to Jesse for that because I, in that case, was able to watch her do that and say, you know, I'm going to do it too. And that's really beautiful. So side note, that'll talk a little bit about what we get into in the in the juice today. But my name is Camille Walker. I'm the host of Call Me CEO, where I interview mothers who are building businesses. And we also talk about the focus of what do you also do to create a well-balanced life as a mother and also as yourself as an individual. I myself am a mother of four and I'm in a second stage where my youngest is now at school all day. It's very bizarre. I'm now navigating the waters of teenagehood with my kids. And I have been creating content for moms for the last 12 years through a podcast or sorry, through a a blog called My Mommy Style, which is still active and has posts about parenting recipes, anything you can imagine to find on Pinterest is there. And then I've also built a brand, CamilleWalker.co, where I coach business women in creating more space in their lives, but also on the flip side, moms who want to find more fulfillment and purpose and create their own businesses as virtual assistants. And then I line them up together to help women create well-balanced lives, the busy CEOs and the moms who are wanting a flexible job from home, but can still focus on their families. So that's why I am. Yes. Oh, I love it. And you know, it's so funny that you mentioned about me starting a podcast first and you being inspired by that because like Camille said, she's been creating online content for the last 12 years. And I remember before we were even friends, seeing you online and being like, wow, I can't believe the things that she's doing. So it's so funny that like on both Mm -hmm. sides, we've inspired and not given permission to each other to do the thing, but just like inspired us to kind of go for the thing. So side note there, you never know who's watching you and like who you're inspiring and by the actions that you're taking, like what that lights in another person. So I don't know that just kind of, as you were saying, that reminded me of when I was watching you do the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it's so interesting to be in this stage of life. And like you said, you know, finding balance and everything. Our kids just barely went back to school. We're both kind of navigating the teenage waters. You're a couple of years ahead of me, but our youngest are right in line. And so we've got our youngest off in all day school and navigating this new kind of phase of motherhood. And I think, you know, whether you're there with us or you're a couple years behind and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what that would look like. Um, we kind of want to talk about that today because motherhood is such a huge part of our life and it does take up so much of our mental energy and, you know, we can get lost in that. Like that's not, that's a common phrase that we hear is, you know, I've lost myself in motherhood. Who even am I? And so I love what you've been doing with, with, um, not only building businesses, but finding time for ourselves. So I'm curious, Camille, if if I'm somebody who's like, okay, yeah, my youngest just went off to all day school and I found myself with all these hours and I'm kind of having an identity crisis, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like, what would you say to that that person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, well, first of all, I'd say that's absolutely normal and completely okay that you're feeling yeah. that way and that you're finding yourself in an in-between spot. I think in motherhood and all of our lives, really, there are stages of life where we get uncomfortable with not knowing what's next. And that's a very common space to be when your kids, you've been with them at home all day, or you're entering the workforce again, or maybe you're wanting to do something new, but you're not quite sure. And that is a place where I looked around and saw many, many of my friends that were older than me or different stages than me. And they maybe would have looked at me and thought, well, why are you doing something from home that's so crazy and chaotic and busy, which at time times, yes, absolutely yeah. it was. Um, but I also looked at it and thought, I'm excited too to kind of have a little bit of direction of where I am and grow from there. So no matter where you are in that stage of building or growing or pivoting, there's space for you. And it doesn't have to look any certain way to be the perfect path for you. Mm, I like what you said right there with there's space for you, because I think sometimes we take our roles and we think about, you know, this year or the next five years or this, and it's what we're giving to the one thing instead of allowing us to have space in that. So whatever phase of life that we are in, we can fully be in all of the places at once, right? Like we can, we can focus on our marriages. We can focus on career. We can focus on our kids. We can also focus on ourselves. And I think sometimes that feels really, really overwhelming to be able to balance it all. I mean, even today I was going through my seventh graders, like disclosures and all of these things you need to know for mm-hmm. school. And I was thinking to myself, if there is one more thing that comes into my brain, I'm going to explode. So I get if it feels like overwhelming (laughs) to be like, yeah, no, like I can't focus on me right now because I'm juggling so many other balls, but I think it really is possible. And I'm curious to talk to you because you've been a master at this and you obviously coach other women who are building businesses and who are trying to like, not just be a slave to their business and, and that's it, but how Mm -hmm. we can also have fulfilling lives. So What's like the key thing? Is it structuring our time? Is it knowing our priorities? Is it like coming up with core values? Like, where do we start? Because I think all of us do really want to focus on, like, we do want to focus on ourselves, right? We don't want to be these like slaves to everybody else and these martyrs, even though it might be awesome to kind of wear that badge of busy sometimes, high guilty Mm -hmm. sometimes. So that's (laughs) you, it's okay. Um, But like, there is a way that we can do that. So, so where, like, how do we start that though? Yeah. 
One of my favorite, favorite things to do when I'm starting with coaching people who are wanting to launch their own business or people who are wanting to grow their business, but not have the burnout is to really define what do you value first? Mm -hmm. How are you using that time? And do the values that you have line up with the time that you have? Because if they don't, that's where you're going to run in feelings of shame, guilt, um, resentment, uh, where maybe you're not holding enough space for yourself to really fill your own cup so that you can allocate that time and feel fulfilled in all the roles. Because as women, we simply wear so many hats. Yeah. So for me, I actually really like to have my people, anyone that I'm talking to do a self-evaluation through personality tests. And there are so many out there. I know Jesse and I talk about this all the time, <laughs> but there's a website called understand.me and it is a hub where you can do five free personality tests, including the strengths finder test, the disc, the Enneagram, your love language and, and an ENFJ, whatever that one's called. And okay. what's Myers really Briggs. fun about that, yes, Myers-Briggs, <laughs> what's really fun about that is you kind of do a lot of self-reflection and self-discovery. And I think that's where a lot of women get tripped up is they're like, I don't even know what I like anymore. I don't even know what I want to do. And so allowing yourself to dive into questions and answers like that, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it gives you a chance to kind of get reacquainted with yourself so that you know what really lights you up? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And go from there to begin. Mm, I really like that. Understand.me. Is that where you found that? How have mm -hmm. I never, I'm like a person. You guys have we not this. talked about this? No. I mean, I'm we've so talked sorry. about personality tests and I'm a personality test junkie. Yeah. We know this, like I love to dive into it, but I've mm -hmm. never gone there and done that. So immediately as I'm done with this, that's where yeah. I'm at it. Okay. So here's, what's even more cool is that after you finished all those tests, you can actually send that information with a unique link that's your name. So for example, if you wanted to look up mine right now, mine is understand.me forward slash Camille Walker. And you could go and see what my results were. So I, when I'm coaching entrepreneurs, I suggest that they do this for themselves, their spouse, their employees, virtual assistants, because what's really cool is when you share those strengths and weaknesses and do a quick peek into what helps other people tick, what their strengths and weaknesses are. It is so much more fun because you can kind of take a deeper look at too, what makes you tick and what helps you to feel fulfilled. Mm, yeah, that is actually really, really cool. And I love the idea that you can post that for other people to look at because mm -hmm. wow, we could go off on a whole side. Teams, families, about whoever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. Okay. Well, that is definitely going to be linked down in the show notes for you. So you can all go and take the test and nerd out just like I will. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I love thinking about that and going back to, you know, listing out your priorities, but doing that without shame and resentment and guilt. Um, I'm just thinking right now about sometimes we think we have our priorities and we think we know what they are, but then when we like actually look at our real life, they are so incredibly disconnected. And at mm -hmm. that point, we can fall into like resentment. We can be mad at whoever we think is allowing us or um, not allowing us mm -hmm. to have those priorities, right? Like if I'm thinking of just as an example, like friendship is really important to me. But the last time I was out with friends, I literally can't remember. Like, was it six months ago? Do I feel guilty, you know, scheduling friend time? Then that's obviously not a top priority. It's actually realistically very far down on the list in 
like when it comes to reality. So sometimes when you're looking at those priorities, like that can be kind of a like gut wrenching process a little bit if you're really actually unaligned, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I think with we're talking about seasons of motherhood, Mm -hmm. there will be seasons of your life where it's going to be harder to connect with your friends and to be able to get out of the house, like getting out of the house now looks so different for me than it was 10 years ago. It's so much easier now that I have older kids to say, Hey, I'm going for a quick hike or, Oh, I have this appointment. I'm getting my hair done and I can go where before it was very laborious to like, who's going to watch my baby or what if I'm nursing or what if this is happening or what if my husband can't help out or whatever the thing is. So I think giving yourself permission to be creative and also to know that now is not forever. If you are in a spot where you can't align what fills you up with what your time allows just yet, like it does ebb and flow. So it's coming if it's not with you, but you can still put in pieces of that into your life. You just have to be more creative. Absolutely. I think that that's key is looking at the season that you're in um, for sure. Cause yeah, if you're in that like nursing babies or you're in that toddler, Mm -hmm. just the other day I had Facebook like reminder stories or whatever, like those memories pop up. And I had this flashback of, I was hiking and I had my three kids. I had one on my back to a toddler. One was a toddler. One was like a preschooler. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, how did I go on a hike with them? Number one, that was insane. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered like how much physical energy that that took from me, but wow, like blink and it was gone. Um, But just knowing those seasons, I think is so key, knowing your seasons, knowing your priorities and not allowing yourself to slip into that victim mentality Mm -hmm. because it's so easy, unfortunately, to do that. I mean, maybe that's just me, but I can fall there very, very quick and be like, oh, woe is me. I'm such a victim. I have all these things against me. Mm -hmm. This season's going to last forever. But I like what you said about getting creative about, you know, if your priorities are unaligned, what you can do, even in seasons that might seem more full or more busy about how you can make those um, happen. So I'm curious, Camille, how you do that even now, like you said, you've got some more flexibility right now, but how do you coach people through that creativity and creating more of a structure to be able to fit in all the things? Yeah, it's a great question. I think one of my, so if you do core value work where you've looked at your priorities and really taking a look at what fills you up, that's really important. And so if you do that, you can create a what I like to call a joy list. And this is something that you could do in 10 minutes or less that brings you joy into your life. And this can seem really innocuous, but also really powerful where it could be things like reading a book, going for a walk, listening to music, checking in with a friend, um, doing a walk and talk on the phone or yep. in real life. One of my core values that I found out was really important to me is learning. I, I'm an ongoing learner. I love, I actually have a degree in um, education. So teaching, learning, like I love books. I love learning. I'm super nerd. I loved school, never ditched, super nerdy. And now as an adult, that's always been something that I've integrated into my life. So that's why I believe I naturally fell into blogging was I love people. I love being around friends, but I felt so isolated and lonely that I was like, okay, how can I be creative with this of creating a sense of community while not 
physically being able to be with people. So that was a big piece of that for me was starting the blog was connecting with community. A second thing was learning. I was pushing myself to learn things on my own that I wasn't necessarily in class for, but I'm like a life student. So I got in there and I wanted to learn how to do the things and connect with the people. And those two things right there were fulfilling core needs of mine, even though being a mom and being at home with my kids was my number one priority. I didn't want to change that, Mm -hmm. but I did want to integrate community friendships and continuing my education. And so for me, that's something that through 10 plus years, I have been able to navigate that time for myself, whether it was, you know, learning or developing my business, but then also being with my kids and creating really special time with them. And so I think that's a big piece of it is like that self-discovery and how are you going to weave that into your day in creative ways with a joy list? Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Okay. So you're giving us like steps. I didn't even, you didn't Mm -hmm. even know you were going to do this, right? So the (laughs) self-discovery, well, now I'm going to really put you on the spot then. Okay. So we've got the self-discovery and then we've got the creative steps. If you were making a list, what would step number three be? Okay. So step number three would be communication with Mm. your people. Because if you are taking the time to do the work of figuring out what is my core what do I need to f- be fulfilled? What are simple ways I can do that? And then also c- to communicate that with your partner mm. or with people, your support team around you, whoever that might be, and say, hey, I've been working on this and I've been feeling a bit off. I'm feeling low. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling overstimulated. I'm feeling overtouched. I'm feeling tired. You know, taking yeah. a nap is on my joy list right now. <laughs> Whatever the thing is, I would buddy up with that person and say, Hey, I'd love for you to do this too. And I want to come up with a way that we could support each other in doing this. So I can actually, I have a memory that comes to mind. Uh, when I was at this time with my kids, when they were young, I Thursday nights, (laughs) this is so funny. I would go, okay. I would have like one night a week. I think that was considered mine. Like I got to decide what I did with it. So I would go to like a, a workout at night to get out away from the house. But then Thursday night was also the night of Vampire Diaries. And there was one other that popped right up after it. I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe it was originals, but I feel like it was something else. And Thursday night was my night. And that was something I negotiated with my husband being very clear in communication of what I needed, that I just need a night to be able to like do whatever I want. Did it happen every week? No, Mm -hmm. but I identified some things I really wanted, which was some really cheesy vampire brainless romance show and getting out and working out away from the house. Because many of the times like you, Jesse, I was packing the kids on my back, taking them to the gym daycare or whatever it was. And so that was the system I came up with then. And now the communication that my husband and I have is different. So I'll tell you what that looks like now. Now I do Sunday meetings with my kids one-on-one with my husband. And then I also have a meeting with my husband one-on-one and we talk about what's coming up for the week and also special events or days that we're not going to be eating dinner together or places that he's going to be, or I'm going to be just so that there's open communication. And so depending on what phase of life you're in and what your needs are, you can then take that core, that passion, the list, and then communicate that with your spouse or your partner or your support system, whatever that is. Okay. I love so much that you brought this up because 
for a couple of reasons. Number one is a lot of times we're doing the work by ourselves, right? We are diving in, we're doing the self-discovery, we're coming up with our core values, we're journaling, we're meditating, we're all doing all this. And then we don't tell anybody about it. Mm -hmm. And then we like stew on things, right? Like, how do they not know that I'm doing this and that I need all of this? And then we like blow up one day because we've done all this self-discovery and now we are like from point A to point B, we're way farther. And our partner might think we're still back here at point A, right? So we need to be communicating these things. It is imperative. And I recently just did another podcast interview with somebody. It'll be airing in a couple of weeks where we talked about this same thing about communicating and um, communicating, you know, in a productive way. And she used the phrase happy. So Mm. if you say, you know, what would make me really happy? Mm. Most of our people want us happy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can feel selfish, but I love the way that she phrased that where like for me, something recently has been like, I need to be outside. I need to be outside. Last week I went paddleboarding with Camille and it was like the most life-giving thing for me. And so if I were to say like, you know, instead of me just being like, hey, I'm going to go out and go boating with my friends or blah, 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 or do something that may come across, I don't know, selfish or whatever. But instead of being like, hey, being in the water makes me really, really happy. Mm -hmm. right? Then my spouse or my partner or my supportive group or whatever is on board with like, okay, how do we help this? And then vice versa, like for you, like what's something that would make you really, really happy, right? It's a give and take, but I just love the way she phrased that so much Mm -hmm. um, with, with this would make me happy, right? Yeah. I love that. Very cool. But I love the communication part so much. And I love, I've always admired your Sunday night, uh, planning that you have with not only your spouse, but also with your kids that you're all on the same page. And I think that that's a really cool um, experience to have with your kids as well mm-hmm. is these just died. Um, <laughs> a really cool experience to have with your kids as well, um, because then they get to also see what you're pouring into yourself, right? So many times we are just this behind the scenes little person for our kids And I think it's kind of cool to actually see them, to have them see us as a real person Mm -hmm. and not just the person behind the scenes making everything perfect and pulling all the strings. Yeah, I think it's actually really fun when your kids start to see you do that for yourself and behave that way and and communicate in a way that you have needs to as the caregiver. Uh, That actually happened last night. I was with my son, Jet, and I was telling him how you and I had gone for a really long walk. I said, I did a three mile walk and then I came back and I did some yoga and some stretching. He's like, that's cool, mom. He said, I haven't walked with you for a while. How about we wake up early tomorrow and I come walking with you? Mm. And I said, I'd love that. And so we got up this morning, we went for a walk, we did some yo- yoga and some push up training, which was really hard and hilarious. And after we were done, I said, I'm so proud of you. And thank you for motivating me to help me get out there too. That was so good for me. And I think he knew that because I had communicated that something that brought me joy, even as my child seeing that he's like, well, I want to, I want to join you. I want to support you in that. And so it doesn't even only have to be another adult or a, a partner. It can be your kids mirroring that and saying, oh, that felt really good to me. Let's do that again. And I think there's a magic in that. Absolutely. I think it's a really cool way to model that for our kids too, right? Because then they Mm -hmm. see us growing up. They don't have to grow up and be these adults that are just a slave to their grind or to motherhood themselves or, or whatever it may be. Like we're modeling so much of like, this is how we take care of ourselves too. It's really, really cool. And so I don't know if there is some of that, like 
holding you back or like, but I can't, I don't know. Cause sometimes we just hold on to these so much that you can even put that on it, that you actually, by you doing this, it is supporting your kids. So it kind of comes full circle. If there's still some like hesitation there to pour into yourself, like that is just an example to your kids as well. So even then you're giving back to them. Yep. A hundred percent, which kind of takes me to my next point, which who knew I had these, they are just (laughs) coming, they're lining up. Okay. Uh, It's what I think happens next. Let's say you're in a space where you've created that core value, you're connecting with it, you are self-aware, you're communicating. Now the real work dives. So let's say we're at a pivot period, which is what we're talking about from the get-go of this conversation, that pivot period of what do I do next? What what lights me up? How do I fulfill this, this part of me? Let's say that your kids are back in school full-time. This is an example of someone I talk to a lot who says, hey, I want to earn money from home. But I've been at home with my kids for 12 years. How, what do I even do? How, how, I'm not even capable. How do I know? I don't want a traditional job. I want it flexible, but I want to be able to earn money from home. And it's this, it's a fear. And so that next step, that number four is the mind game, like getting your, your head right of like practicing yeah. the process of faith over fear. And that can be really easy to say. So what does that look like? How do we, how do we get through that? Well, what I've seen and what I've coached a lot of people through is showing up in a way that you can talk to yourself in a way that you're, you believe that you're capable. And the most efficient way of doing that is looking for signs of success from your past. Mm. Okay. So if you're thinking about that and let's say Sarah is an example, she is wanting to start her own virtual assistant business because that's what I help people do. Or she's going back into nursing school. She didn't finish it up and she wants to go back. Or she is wanting to go find a job in the nine to five real world, whatever, whatever the thing is. What I want that person to do is to think about a time that you were faced with learning something new and you were able to succeed. Yeah. And to actually think about it and write it down. Because I think sometimes we forget, oh yeah, I was a beginner as a sophomore in high school. I'm looking at my son right now going through that and he and he's scared and he has AP classes and it's new and scary and it's all these new people he doesn't know. And it's a transition of that in-between where it's like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. But we know that it's in those stages of being uncomfortable that we can stretch and grow. So what you want to do is go through and give yourself examples of that. Maybe it was starting school. Maybe it was starting your first job. Maybe it was the last job that you had and thinking about how you started your first day and where you ended up because there's evidence of success and you just need to line up those dots of believing that person is in you and that you're capable. And so that is a huge step that you can work through that will make all the difference. Yeah. I love that you brought up your son starting uh, high school because, right, if our kids are starting something new and they're stepping into something, we would never be like, yeah, you're right. This is way out of your league. Like you're totally going to fail at this. Right. Which is like sometimes the internal dialogue that we're having with ourselves. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's been way too long. Like you can't do this. We would never say that to our kid. And so sometimes something I like to do is like step into like a parenting myself kind of thing of like, Mm. okay, if I'm parenting myself, like, what would I say? I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't say it like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're way out of your league. What are you thinking? No one's going to take you seriously. 
you would not say that to your sophomore just starting high school. So don't say it to yourself. And so I do that a lot. I step like, I actually visualize like me, like as a separate person parenting and Mm -hmm. saying it to myself. So even if you have to do it like that, um, that mindset piece is so key and, and being a mother and talking to my kids, I don't know, that's been really, really helpful to me to be like, if I wouldn't encourage or discourage my kids that way, I'm not going to speak it to myself either. Right. I love that. Another really interesting thing, and this has been used before. So maybe you've heard this, but another example of that, of being new at something, and I'll use this with my kids actually, because I think it's something they're not in jobs or positions where maybe that's something they've done, but they've all been new to walking and they've all, you watch a little toddler that's new to walking. They'll fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up. They don't berate themselves. They don't think, oh, I'm so dumb for trying. No, they keep trying and they keep falling and they keep going. And it's as a parent, same thing. Would you push that kid down and say, oh, it's not worth it. Like you're going to fall at least 200 more times. Don't even try. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about it that way too, it's like, oh yeah, that isn't what, how I should be talking or thinking to myself because that does no good. Right. So yeah, I love that idea of, of stepping aside and looking at it as a parent to yourself, like you've got this, you're going to fall and you're going to probably get huge bruises on your face. (laughs) That's what my son's always did, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So yeah, that would definitely be that number four step. Yeah. That number four. Okay. So I'm leaning into number five now, and I don't know if we're on the same page here, Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking, okay, so you've discovered a little bit about yourself. You've aligned your priorities. You kind of know what you're missing. You're excited maybe to get something started, communicating those needs to your partner or whoever else needs to support you. Um, Then comes like the practicality of actually making that happen because mm-hmm. you can have like all the power, like good mindset in the world, but then we've all got 24 hours in the day and sometimes mm-hmm. those are filled to the brim. So that's where I'm headed for my next step. Would that be where you're going is like, actually like, okay, cool. Like we're all ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. How? (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is what I would say is I would find a mentor because there is someone you have your eye on that you're watching and thinking, I love what they're doing. I respect and align with the way that they're living their lives. How can I look at them as an example or find someone as a mentor who's doing what I want to do or or who's successful in doing what I want to do. And that could be anything. It could be, I, I think I, and I'm not going to say the quote quite right or where I heard this, but it's something like never take advice from someone you who isn't living the life you would want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. And I think that there's so much noise online. There are so many quote experts. However, I think within your wheelhouse or maybe within circles of people that you know, or maybe who you're listening to on podcasts or different things, you've found mentors that you respect and look how they're modeling their lives because success leaves trail markers. Mm -hmm. Success leads a path behind them. And if you pay attention to that, you'll see. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't come without fear or failure or big bumps and highs and lows, because that's life. But I do believe that success leaves a trail. And if you're, if you're savvy, you can find mentors to help you 
find that way and help you to develop into that same kind of person that you want to become. Yeah. I really like that. And something that I'm thinking as you're doing that, because I'm always thinking of like the roadblocks and the barriers and the excuses that I would come up with that would keep me from getting to that spot, Mm -hmm. um, would be like, okay, well, I don't, I don't like, how do I approach a mentor? Or I don't have money for a mentor. I don't, there Mm -hmm. are so many people, you would be shocked at how many people I've had conversations with just asking a question in a DM or, and you know, at some point, like experts do need to be paid for their time and they do have like you know, coaching or programs or things like that. But so often people are willing to answer questions. They're willing to have conversations, um, especially if like you're wanting to follow them and you're inspired by them. Like who wouldn't want to be like, yes, here's a resource for you or here's this or like this was the one, the one thing that really, really helped me. Um, So just being brave enough to even like start a conversation Mm -hmm. and just like, like slide into somebody's DMs. I do it all the time. And that's where my kids make fun of me all the time. Cause they'll ask me if my friends are like real friends, quote unquote, or if they're just like <laughs> online friends and a huge majority of my friends, I have to honestly say, I've never actually met in person. They're people that I've admired from afar, or I view as a mentor, like you said, or things like that. So just, um, taking that initiative to get brave and, and seek those people out. You know, if you're thinking about going back to school, like you said, in one of your examples as a nursing thing, there's someone in your community who has done that before, right? Reach out to them, even just on, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, be like, Hey, who's done this and ask Mm -hmm. a question and the people will come. So you, you have to put yourself out there a little bit, um, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible to find those examples and to have those conversations with people. Yeah. I think that the right, honestly, with all the mentors and coaches that I've had, the ones that I've learned from the most are typically the most successful because they don't, in other terms, gatekeep their success mm. where they're like, oh, I mean, it's, I could think of so many examples where if I, am looking for help or if I'm looking for mentorship or if I'm looking for an answer to a question, if I actually seek after it and ask the question and and try to find solutions, I am always pleasantly surprised by who is willing to share and open up resources. And I think that you'll find what you're looking for because there are people that'll say things like, oh no, I could never do that or who no one will help me or and if you and if you're going down that path, no one will help me. Then th- you're already putting up a roadblock. That's that's a state that you can't break through because if you already think that, then you're not asking the question. Where if you right. flip it and you say, "I'm ready for this. This is what I want, and I'm going to ask for ways to find it," you will have pathways opened up to you. And it's one of the most beautiful experiences if you will allow yourself to do that because it is vulnerability, but mm-hmm. it's also being open to receiving. And I think that that's a really beautiful place to be. Absolutely. And I want to shift this a little bit and flip it because I feel like we're kind of going in like a businessy sense, right? Where we're saying like, Mm -hmm. find a mentor, find something like this. But this also applies to anything that you're wanting to fill your life with, like a hobby or or something like that, right? Like if I'm someone that's like, oh, I want to get out and hike more or something, but Mm -hmm. I don't know this or I want to, I want to try Pilates or yoga or, or a dance class or something. It's that same thing. Like find somebody that's going to that class that you like, or reach out to an instructor or, or something like that. Like, it's not just business and finding a mentor. You no. can even find like, like fun mentors. <laughs> like, who's, Absolutely. Who's just like, where, who, yeah. 
where we talked about like on Facebook, where you're a part of like the paddleboarding women group, like mm-hmm. there are groups for everything, but it's still putting yourself out there. So it doesn't have to be business focused at all. It's really, I think one of the number one, I always say the two top two questions I've gotten over the past 12 plus years is how do I make a friend and how do I make money from home? And so as I've created over the years, I've thought, wow, well, how can I help people with this? And I've come up with different resources and things, but whatever it is, either scenario, it takes that being receptive and open and feeling that fear and doing it anyway, which I know we hear a lot, but it's true because no one's going to bring you to the group or the dance class or the crochet night or the baking class, unless you put yourself there, which I think is really exciting that you can write that story for yourself, but you also have to be very involved as the writer so that you're creating the story you want to read later on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And there's a second part to the how. So I think we've got a good example, but again, I want to go back to the time. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, okay, again, great. I've got a mentor too, but like where? I'm curious, Camille, how, because you do a really good job at this. Your life is really, really, really full um, and how you structure your time. And this is obviously going to be different for different people. Some people mm-hmm. really are like type A, they love everything scheduled out and other people see that and they're like, please don't restrict me. Don't put me in a box. But I do think there is something to be said to having some sort of a system and a structure Mm -hmm. to your time, because if you're just hoping that you're going to fit in fun or you're going to fit in a new business or you're going to fit in X, Y, Z, you're going to be hoping for a really long time. Sorry. Yes. Yes. So are you asking me how, how do we do that? Yeah. Or like, what's like, like, what do you... I just as an example, like, what do you do? How, how are you structuring your time to be able to fit in building a business, helping other women build a business, connecting with your kids, connecting with your spouse, having mm-hmm. fun, working out. Like I'm my, I'm running out of fingers to name things <laughs> for you, but I'm, I'm part of your real life, right? Like you're not someone mm-hmm. that I'm just seeing online. So it's not like, oh, it. I'm not seeing the whole picture. Like I actually do see a lot of Camille's picture mm-hmm. and she does have a very, very full life. So what do you do to be able to fit that all in? Cause that can feel incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. My schedule looks a lot different now that I have kids in school than mm-hmm. when I didn't. So I don't know if I should give a little taste of what each of those look like, but time blocking has helped me a lot in either scenario. Um, Right now, now that I have kids in school full-time, I and even before, I like to theme my days. So Mondays are always personal catch-up days for me, like um, the house. It's always a bit of a disaster after the weekend. So for me, that's when I really like to do um, inventory of getting things back in check after the weekend. So I typically don't schedule things outside of my family's needs on Mondays, Mondays, or my, it's like my mental health day too. So I really take that time for me. And then, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are very heavy with calls, coaching and business like material. And then Wednesdays are networking and creation days and Fridays I leave open as well for meetings or different things like that. But a big piece of that and that I adopted really early on was hiring help. Whether that is something that you need. I, I currently have cleaning people that come once a month. They were doing twice a month, but I had them slow down so that my kids could be more involved with the cleaning. Um, but then as my business, I've hired 
and trained many virtual assistants to work with me and for me so that there's pieces of my business that as I have different fires burning, I know that there's a churning engine that doesn't require me to be hands-on every moment to increase the productivity of that engine, which is really exciting because then that way I can think about ways to open up space for other pieces of my life and not just being nose to the grindstone all the time. And that takes time. That took a few years for me to, you know, source that out and build a business that I was able to do that. But hiring help is a big piece of that, whether it's inside or outside the home. I love beehive meals. So I'll do very simple uh, meals that I, I love. And I'm, I know my kids will like Um, for my spouse, we do date night every Friday. We didn't used to do that, but now we do. We're in a situation where our kids are old enough. They can help each other out on the weekends, which is so nice. Um, And that that's a space where we are now, where before it was, you know, we were watching 24 at night. That was our date night. Like that was it. And that's okay. I think there's really some beautiful simplicity in that too. Um, With my kids, I try really hard to develop one-on-one time with them. And that can be, it doesn't have to be big. It can be a walk in the morning. It can be a car ride one-on-one. It can be an ice cream after a special event. Uh, I had a laugh last night because my husband got home late from work. I had fed the kids at 5, 530 because there were enough activities going on that we couldn't wait around for him to be home to eat because I had to get one kid to uh, lacrosse practice. And then another kid was going to a flag football practice. And then my son that same night came home and said, I want to ask someone to homecoming. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Oh, and by the way, we're practicing driving tonight. So my husband came home and I said, everyone's eaten, but you. So could you please like eat your food, but clean it up? And I was a little frustrated with him because he wasn't cleaning it up right away like I wanted him to. But he said, Jensen really wants me to go outside and throw the ball around with him. I... I really feel like I should do that. I cleaned up some of it, but he, but that is more important. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had to stop myself from saying, but clean up after yourself, which he did kind of a little bit. Um, which, but then I just enlisted my daughter and I said, Hey Jane, we could really use your help with mm-hmm. cleaning up the kitchen tonight. Jet took out the, the garbage and put away the dishes. And so I just enlisted more help. So that help doesn't have to be, you know, you, you, you all the time. You can look around and say, Hey, there are these specific things that need to happen and we're all coming together as a team to do this, but it takes communication. And it also takes that willingness to be like, this may not be perfect, but it's going to get done and we'll get there. And maybe if it doesn't get done today, that's okay too. The most important thing is him going outside and playing ball with his son. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's yeah. like, you really have to weigh like the pros and cons of the moment in the day. And it's not always going to look perfect, but I think that if you're time blocking paying attention to your values, how you're using your time, and also having compassion for yourself that every day is going to come with its own set of surprises and to be okay with that too. Absolutely. If I have not drilled into your head, everyone listening to throw perfection out the window at this point, <laughs> like I don't know what else I can do for you. But I love those things that you mentioned, especially the first two, the the uh, structuring your day, not even time blocking, but having like themes to your day. I think mm-hmm. that that is huge. So even if you're just there, like, you know, like this day is more heavy with this, this day is this, this day is my wide open day. So if anything pops up, this is where it goes. Like that is huge, huge, huge. Um, I love that so much. And then I'm so glad you brought up delegating 
And that can look hard because sometimes, you know, we first hear like hiring help and you're like, okay, I can't afford that. I don't have that. Like it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. Delegating can look like even the bus, like the bus can be, you can delegate like your kids getting to school from that. Unfortunately, the bus does not pick up my children. We've been over, (laughs) I've had a little bit of a frustrating start to junior high with that, but carpooling, right? That's a form of delegating, Um, being able to help out, having someone else clean up, having your kids step in. There are so many different ways. I love that you mentioned beehive meals, getting, getting to your house, getting your groceries shipped to your house or even (laughs) right. Like that's what we're saying when we're saying like, get creative. Like sometimes the solutions aren't these like I don't know, like pop out at you type of things. Like, how do I get more time? I don't know that you're thinking, oh, I could have my groceries delivered instead of me going and spending an hour walking through the aisles, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's really, really creative ways to get yourself more time and more space so that you're able to pour into your not only yourself, but your family as well. And I love that you make that a huge priority, Camille, with connecting with your kids and everything. So I think with those five tips that we didn't even know we were going to do a thing of five tips that you've left it was meant us. To be. It was. It was so meant to be. But if there's, if you're like, okay, Camille, you're really, really helping me. Um, I need to come find you. I will have links below that you can click and go over and see what Camille has to offer. If you're thinking like, hey, I do want to make some money from home, but I don't want a nine to five job because I do need to be available for, you know, when the kid says, hey, I left my science project at home. Can you bring it to me? And you're like, I can't leave my desk. You can if you have the (laughs) flexibility, um, which is why I love what I do. And I love the program that Camille has built. So if you're interested in that, I'll stop plugging you. Camille, is there anything else that you would like to plug for yourself before I let you go? Well, there is a retreat coming up calling called Cultivate Retreat, which I'm teaching at that event. And it's going to be a weekend long um, at the end of, when is this going to air? It's going to be at the end of September. So I don't know if there'll be time for that. But my code is Camille. It gives you $50 off. So if you are wanting to, you know, work on, there's going to be a bunch of different guest speakers there. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's more business owner heavy on that side. I think it's more about like cultivating your business and your person, or if you're thinking of starting one. So that's a fun thing. Um, And then I also have my time for us journal online on Amazon, which is a journal for parents and children to do together. If you're looking for special ways to connect with your kids. Mm, I love that journal. My kids got it for Christmas a couple of years ago and they love it just as much. So that's a fun one too. Um, Okay. I think that I'm done. I mean, we all know that I could sit here and talk to you for hours because (laughs) that's usually what we do. And we try to walk when we do it. So we kill two birds with one stone, but I'm so glad we finally made this episode happen. (laughs) Thanks so much. It's about time. Come hang out with (laughs) us. And if you're local in Utah, we love going for hikes. Make sure you're following along along on Instagram at CamilleWalker.co. And I don't know. Maybe we'll do another friends and favorites night that we did once and people loved and we never did it again, (laughs) but maybe we will again. It was so fun. It was so fun. And that's just, I don't know, a little plug for you to, if you feel the need to, because that was my thing. I wanted a night with friends. And so I told Camille I needed a night with friends and we just decided to invite a whole community of people to do that with us. So um, it's like we said, make the step and go out and and do it. But we'll end this here because I know we'll just keep going. We'll just keep plugging different things. We'll just keep coming up with stuff. But Camille, thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jesse, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.